Last week, the Isle of Man welcomed delegates from around the world at the Small Countries Financial Management Programme. 22 officials representing finance ministries, central banks and regulatory bodies came to the Isle of Man from as far as field as the Caribbean, Pacific, Indian Ocean and Africa. So what is the programme all about and does it represent good value for the taxpayers' investment? On agenda this evening, I talk to programme participants and officials about the value of what's taught and whether it's worthy of our support. I began by asking Chief Executive Mark Shimon about the programme's origins. It's it's been great, and it's been great to be back having the uh, in-person programmes after after a couple of years break, really. So uh, we we had a virtual programme last year. We didn't do anything in 2020 because that of the timing. So we put to get together a, a virtual programme from scratch last year, which was great. But I don't think you can beat having people meeting together and uh, sharing their ideas and. Just building up those relationships and, and contacts, which hopefully they'll they'll have both with the island and with themselves for years to come. The idea originally was was an idea from Tim Cullen, who used to work for the World Bank and was after retirement was was in Oxford teaching on something called the Said Business School's Oxford Program and Negotiation. Uh, Tim was also on the off, an off island member of the what was then the F, SC, and. Tim, because of his international experience, he, he felt that there was a, a gap where the big international organisations like the IMF and World Bank, whilst they were keen to help small developing countries, they didn't quite. You know, there was a gap that they weren't perhaps putting forward solutions that worked as well in a small country context, and therefore there was a niche where somebody somewhere like the Isle of Man could share its experience and expertise, but focus things as to what might work in a small country context. So that was the, the broadest concept and that fitted into international development, uh, perhaps a different way of looking at international development than, than perhaps people uh, looked at in other areas. Um, but it's targeted at countries who've got financial services sectors or issues to do with regulatory, and everybody nowadays has got regulatory issues and taxation issues and financial management issues to deal with. The, the the second strand to that at the time was one of, um, this was back in about 2008, and of course you can remember at the time, you'll remember at the time, financial crisis, uh, a lot of uh, aggressive attacks on the likes of the Isle of Man and small jurisdictions as tax havens, and, 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 and so this was seen as an opportunity to show how the Isle of Man was taking um, real pra- practical um, steps for um, to, to actually help countries to improve their capacity. So it's capacity building. In terms of the positioning there, it's an, it was an opportunity for the Isle of Man to say this is something that through, we, we support and it's a tangible way of saying we are part of the solution rather than the problem. The, the challenge that you have is the range of the levels of development of, of all the, the different participants. So you, uh, you'll be going from countries with, which are even smaller than the Isle, Isle of Man. I mean, uh, the Isle of Man uh, calls itself a small country, um, but there are countries with even smaller populations. Um, to much larger countries, um, but also countries who have reasonably well-developed mm. uh, financial systems mm. like the Isle of Man, mm. to countries that have very little by way of uh, development of yeah. their financial systems. Our sort of broad sort of concept is countries below a population of about a 
million and a half and countries that are eligible to borrow from the what the world bank and um what we are looking to do is what people realize is that regardless of the size often enough the problems are very similar uh, and there's no right answer to any problem but understanding that the, the the problems they face they're not alone that they have people who are going through the same challenges maybe looking at things differently so that's an important part of getting together um, and people will learn pick different things out of it basically what we're doing is um, it's it's pretty unique really and it's got maybe three strands most of the training in this sort of area, particularly the, the bigger organizations, is very technical. We call them technical silos, so they'll do regulation in, in great depth. But what is missing and still missing is, is more of an overarching thing, which is looking at helping people with what used to be called the softer skills uh, around leadership, transformational change, negotiation, making things happen uh, persuading people whether it's within organizations or if they're dealing with international organizations practical common sense as the listener might call it well yeah I mean it's it's the ability to think a other people are other people approaching this in a different way can we learn from them um, but what are the practical things and so we have we have that mixture of some technical training but that's sort of more uh, softer skills we also then ask them to bring what we call a work-related challenge and that's something that's a problem that they're, they're dealing with and they work on that throughout the program and what we find is they, they sort of recast the the, the program what the, the problem what is it that's they, what do they have to do differently to solve that problem and you find that they're looking at it so the wider issue they might have to talk to much more about persuading people as opposed to solving a technical issue um, but they they, they, they they present those challenges they, they work on them here and then we, we ask them to sort of come up with an action plan that they're going to put into effect when they go back. So what we're doing throughout the whole of the two weeks is 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 about um, trying to get practical solutions that they can apply when they go back to work, both for the challenge but in a wider context as well. I would say you know countries have to decide where they're where they're, they're positioning themselves in relation to helping those countries which are in an even worse situation than themselves. As part of the international development uh, aid, we're doing it in a, a slightly different way, but we're targeting it for a real ability to have a meaningful impact in dealing with some of the key aspects of what the UN calls sustainable development goals, particularly around capacity building, which is about getting the foundations right in countries so that they can grow their economies, they can uh, help take people out of poverty, and we can uh, cover a number of the other sustainable development goals around gender equality, etc. So, you know, this is a, a practical way of the Isle of Man contributing positively to assisting these countries to improve how they govern themselves and, and, and organize their, 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 their economies. And, uh, you know, I would argue we do it very well. We, we do it uh, cost-effectively. Uh, and should the Isle of Man government 
want to use that it's something that is a very tangible way of saying we are actually uh, making a positive contribution in an international context and if you look at the international circumstances now you need as much positive perceptions of, of countries particularly where there are lots of uh, countries out there ready to attack uh, if we can help provide the tools for other countries to um, effectively manage their own affairs and not need um, uh, support mm. from from the developed uh, mm. countries around the world, uh, that has to be a good thing. I would argue that. As I say, it, it's, it's an argument that plays out. P- different people have different uh, views on that, and that, that's that's democracy. And uh, but you know. This is about, from our perspective, putting on something of high quality that's got a good, high reputation internationally, and we can do it in a way that uh, is very beneficial to these countries and their their organisations, not just the individuals. And, and, you know, we we provide something very positive in that space. It's a niche that we do well, and the Isle of Man, I think, gets a, a lot of credit outside the Isle of Man for that. So what do the programme participants think? My name is Caroline Wangambada. I come all the way from Fiji, which is in the Pacific. Uh, We are a small island economy with a population of about 800,000 people. And our close neighbours that uh, you would easily uh, know is our Australia and New Zealand. They are about uh, three to four hours away by plane. Um, I work at the Central Bank. Uh, I'm an economist by profession and I look after financial markets and I'm really uh, happy uh, to be here, uh, really uh, grateful for the opportunity to be invited to participate uh, in this small country's financial management program uh, 2022. Um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, I work at the central bank and uh, as you know, um, in a small country we... Uh, we lack a lot of resources um, and uh, we lack a lot of knowledge, especially on global issues. And uh, even uh, more critical is lacking the capacity to deal with a lot of the issues, even though are global, uh, do have an impact on our small island economies. So to be here in a group uh, of other small countries that are more advanced than Fiji, uh, such as uh, the Caribbean and Africa, is a great opportunity for us to be able to learn. So, uh, yes, I'm really thankful to be able to share that on radio today. And I suppose I mean, many people will know where Fiji is, um, but uh, they, they, I suppose they possibly wonder what you know. What, what are the sort of the mainstays of the uh, economy in in Fiji and how impacted by uh, global um, financial uh, issues actually is uh, Fiji? Uh, I mean, you, are you self-sufficient in, in, in many uh, ways or, or uh, are you as dependent as, as most other countries in the world appear to be on, on international finance and uh, global trade? 
Uh, thank you, Phil. We used to be a um, agriculture-dependent economy back in the 70s uh, before uh, we uh, brought in uh, more manufacturing industries and that brought in a lot of uh, a few multinational uh, corporation overseas companies. But uh, over the last 15 to 20 years, we have been largely dependent of, on tourism. Uh, so yes, you can imagine we were badly impacted by COVID and uh, the whole tourist industry shut down uh, for um, you know, many months. So um, you know, the economy declined by over 20%. And um, now with the reopening of our borders from last December, we are slowly recovering. Uh, it will take us two to three years to fully recover uh, to hopefully uh, to 2019 levels. But as of now, we are, we are doing our best, uh, you know, giving support uh, to public servants um, and, um, you know, lending by the central bank um, at concessional rates to the lending institution, which then in turn would pass on those con concessional rates to businesses, all uh, with the objective of trying to uh, support businesses in the private sector so we could all uh, recover quickly, uh, you know, and get the, get the growth going. And a number of questions then about the actual course itself. Uh, I mean, I suppose the, the obvious question is, how did you hear about it? Uh, and then uh, why did, do, you, do you think it's uh, so important? And uh, how valuable has the course been uh, to you? Thanks, Phil. Well, I'm the third person, as far as I know, that uh, is here in the program. I've had two other colleagues who came. Uh, so we've been lucky to have... Uh, you know, continued to come, I think, uh, consecutively up, uh, outside of the pandemic the last two years. Uh, and we didn't, last year, I understand, was a virtual uh, forum. Uh, yes, really important to us. I mean, I came uh, with the expectations that I would learn more about and understand better what small countries' issues are, you know, what's going on right now. And for me personally, uh, I looked forward to learning more than just what I, what was related to my work uh, in the central bank, which is markets. And here I sit down and I learn from, you know, very distinguished speakers, uh, uh, lecturers on financial regulation, um, you know, on tax issues, uh, leadership, uh, you know, overall. So these are things that, uh, you know, I don't deal with. Uh, directly, but uh, very relevant to me as a, you know, as a prospective and inspiring leader in my o own organization. So yes, uh, very, very relevant, and I found it really uh, useful. And, and I suppose the other thing about the, the conference is you are meeting with counterparts from all over the world, uh, from countries uh, in a similar position uh, to yourself. I, I know when the, the whole idea of the Small Countries Financial Management Programme was first mooted, the, the, the Isle of Man government felt that this would be a really useful exercise, if nothing else, but uh, for the opportunity for us all to get together as small countries to actually understand that many of the issues we face are, are remarkably similar. Absolutely, Phil. Um, you know, we, we have our own regional um, 
forums. Uh, so in the Pacific, we have an opportunity to meet uh, Pacific Island countries, neighbors. But this is unique in the sense that it cuts across the whole globe. So it allows for Pacific uh, participants uh, to share their knowledge and experiences and learn together on the same platform because we all identify with each other as small island economies and learn uh, you know learn about these the issues that are affecting us and more importantly just sharing our experiences on how uh, you know w what the status quo is uh, for all our countries you know and then uh, be able to to um, share with each other how we are dealing with those issues which for me has been very insightful uh, and very useful because uh, as i said uh, I, fiji is a little bit less advanced uh, in in dealing with some of these issues so I've, ha I've, I've really benefited from sitting and listening to, uh, you know, policies that I c we could think about and put in, how we could act uh, upon, um, you know, uh, act better in dealing with some of these issues. So it's, it's really been beneficial. And I think it's unique in that sense. So this year we've had uh, countries from Africa, from the Caribbean, there's three of us for the, from the Pacific, and there's one from Europe. So we've you know, we've had representation from across the major, you know, uh, most major regions of the world. And it's I think it's really unique and useful in that sense. And then I suppose final question. Um, what have you enjoyed most about the actual uh, programme? And uh, I'll have to ask, what do you think of the Isle of Man? Oh, uh, okay. From the from the course, Phil, uh, well, the course has, has been above my expectations you know it's been the topics and discussions have been relevant they provided me with the tools that i could use and provided me with a greater insight on how i could deal with the issues um, on the program I, I really love the topics of leadership it's helped me now to to go back and maybe adopt a little bit more of an adaptive uh, leadership style rather than programmatic which is top down so very useful in that sense because we we you know normally as a central bank we're like talking to banks on what they should do but to be able to walk alongside them and and you know engage them uh, you know, uh, in, in in engage them in a better in a better way. So it's definitely helped me rethink the challenge that I brought with me, and I'm gonna definitely go back with knowing how I can address uh, my challenge better. Isle of Man. Oh, it's like being at home. I mean, I I come from an island nation, so <laughs> I have, and the weather has done us. You know, has has been good to us. We uh, we haven't had we have not had adverse weather here. So it's so beautiful to be in a uh, very um, um, familiar surrounding and to be learning. Uh, you know. Uh, learning and and um, you know discussing issues that are relevant and uh, having a, you know a group of lecturers and professors you know authorities uh, that have shared you know their views from the heart and and it's been I think it's been truly useful and I really like the 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 cause where it's brought together practitioners you know I, we had the Isle of Man uh, authorities come and share with us on the first day uh, and it's been really useful and in Oxford you know we had the, the professors there so we've had a really good mix of theoretical 
um, teaching as well as uh, practical experiences. And uh, yeah, this this country is really beautiful. I mean, it's it's like a it's almost like a home away from home, except you know with the uh, more flashy buildings <laughs> that you have here, because <laughs> at home we have just coconut trees, but very impressive. And 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 maybe Phil, I just want to add, uh, we've had a superb team. Uh, I mean, um, I really want to thank uh, Steve um, Pickford, Tim Cullen, uh, excellent people, and especially the team that has been working more closely with us, Mark Schumann, Paul Fisher, Elaine Moretta, and our assistants, Harry Collette, and also Kate uh, Atkinson. They, we've had a, a really great team that has supported us and given us everything we want, even buying our energy drinks so we can, people like me who have a problem staying awake <laughs> during the day can do so so uh, they've been part of the success of uh, you know our learning during this last two weeks thank you good afternoon phil my name is brian Aesop. i'm from Vanduk, namibia which is a small country in africa small in population but big in territory yeah. so i I'm, I'm here i've been in the uk for one week in london in Oxford and then my second week which we are finishing up today in the Isle of Man and I'm privileged to be here. I have enjoyed my week here in, in the Isle of Man. And, and what do you do in Namibia? So I, I work for the Central Bank in Namibia and I'm the General Counsel and the Director for Exchange Control. So essentially my job en entails taking care of the legal affairs of the bank and then also making sure that our financial system is stable by administering exchange controls. Okay, and and uh, then in terms of the actual uh, course, uh, you know, how did you, how have you ended up here? How, how did you hear about the, uh, the the small country financial management program, and uh, why why did you think it was important uh, to to come to and, and join the program? First of all, I, I would like to applaud the Small Countries Financial Management Center for introducing this program so many years ago. One of my colleagues attended this program about six years ago, and I could see the impact that it made on him personally, and also the challenge that he brought with him at the time was, for example, to implement a revenue agency in Namibia, and at the time, we were in a transition period, and Sam Shibuti, who is a former colleague of mine, attended this program. He made me aware of it, and Sam went back, and he implemented exactly the things that he came to look answers for in, on this program. And today I can proudly say that he has implemented the revenue agency in Namibia. So the impact that this program makes on a, on a global scale is so phenomenal that I, I don't have words to describe it actually and I just want to applaud and you know appreciate all of those behind the scenes the Mark Schimans, the Paul Fishers, the Elaine Moretas I want to applaud them and just commend them for this program and also the Isle of Man government who's ultimately funding this program I think this is a small gesture which a small nation does but the impact is so global and so phenomenal that it is their effort and their contribution towards global peace and global governance and improvement of global systems. 
And I, I suppose then for, from the perspective of most people listening to this programme, they'll be thinking, well, setting up a revenue agency, surely that's just a, you know, the, the kind of normal part of, of, of government. But how big a, a deal, how big an impact would that have actually had in uh, Namibia? Well, uh, and I need to contextualise it. It's not that we didn't have a revenue agency, but what Sam did, he's, he basically came back and after having done studies, after having contributed to the project, he ensured that our revenue agency becomes more autonomous outside of the conventional Ministry of Finance, by that giving it more teething powers or powers to you know, go after, after people that don't pay, pay taxes and really as an autonomous body pursue the aims and objectives of a, of a revenue agency. And the impact of that is that we can generate more, more fiscal prudence, we can generate more money for government and government spending. And as a result, it is much more prudent now in our country how our tax affairs are being administered. And of course it's a big deal, isn't it? Uh, because if you're um, not able to collect the, the, the necessary revenues and the taxation, it means that your, your country is, is impoverished because it can't provide the, the necessary public uh, services. Absolutely, Phil. You, you couldn't have put it better. I think any country needs to have an effective and efficient way of revenue collection. And the impact that this program has made, again, in my country, can be felt in, in the revenue agency that was set up. I mean, now we have an autonomous revenue agency that is premised on global systems and global standards. And Namibia can compete with any other country in terms of revenue collection at the, at, and the overall administration of our revenue. I suppose then the, 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 the next questions I, I would uh, be interested in having answers to are, uh, what did you make of the actual uh, programme um, and were there any particular bits that you, you, you found most helpful? The way the programme has been structured from beginning to the end, you know, we, we started with leadership on Henry V and today we ended with Henry V and I don't think it was coincidental. There was a deliberate attempt on how the program was packaged. It started with leadership, and we know that leadership, which is, you know, if you look globally, I think the world at large is in a leadership vacuum and leadership crisis. And to emphasize and impress the importance of leadership is really what stood out for me. And the, the way you should, we should endeavor to be lead, better leaders today, you know, the adaptability, being programmatic at, time, at times, but that we should not be static in our leadership approaches. And there was very topical, other topical issues like fintech, rectech, you know, e-commerce, uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, uh, regulatory issues that confronts all of us and the similarity of our challenges and how we could converge to look for possible answers and ways to deal with these emerging issues globally. That was really the golden thread throughout this program. We spent one week in Oxford, in the UK, in Manchester, and then we came to the Isle of Man, a beautiful place. I made a comment last night and said, this might be my retirement home if, 
if everybody will allow me to. <laughs> but it's a beautiful, people are very hospitable. The environment is just, it's just beautiful. It's, I, I never knew about the Isle of Man until I heard about this program a few years ago. And I've been always reading up on the Isle of Man here and there a little bit. And I'm impressed. Last night we had a, a, a great uh, reception at, at, at uh, the Lieutenant General's house. And the beauty, people are just beautiful, lovely people. My name is Angelia Williams. Um, I work at the Ministry of Finance um, back in the Cook Islands and I'm the Director of Major Projects and Procurement Support. And I suppose the very first question is, what, why did you come on the programme? How did you hear about it and, and uh, why are you on the programme? Back in 2018, we had Mark and Tim, who are the executives of the programme, come over to the Cook Islands and um, undertake a negotiation course for one week. So that really interests me and a few of my colleagues. But um, we also had um, previous colleagues, uh, which is now my secretary, who came here in 2018, right after that programme and came back to the Cook Islands and encouraged us to come here. So now that I'm a director, I'm here to learn. I'm here to meet people from different countries, small island states, because then we realize we have the same issues. Um, just didn't realize that when we were back home. And in terms of the actual program itself, what, what, what have you actually got out of the program? What, what, uh, what do you think you've learned and what, what are the, the, the most, what, what was the, the, the best or most exciting part of the program for you? The most exciting part of the program for me was meeting um, the different people from the different small island states and understanding their experiences um, so that I can apply some of that back home. The only difference between us is the scale of the size, the size between us, but all our issues are the same and the content that's been provided the last two weeks are applicable, are practical, that I can take back home and implement. Because, of course, that's one of the, the hard things about uh, any sort of programme or, or, or course, conference, whatever, um, it, it is being able to judge whether it's actually going to be of any, any actual use to you or, or is it just a, a, an excuse to get out of the office. Um, but from what you're saying, this, this programme has been uh, particularly useful. Um, one key thing for me is, um, you know, reflecting back on my leadership um, uh, the different ways of using tools so that you can persuade your staff so there are the different tools you can use when you're negotiating to get everyone on the same goal and the same vision and so that there's ownership and that collaboration of working together to reach the, reach the goal. You know, back in our small island state, we don't realize we're doing it, but now there is a structured way of doing that and that was the result from this two weeks of um, being in Oxford and here in Isle Man. What, what did you make of the, the Isle of Man? Um, what, what were your impressions of the island? This is my first time here in the Isle of Man, and the first thing I thought of was I felt like I was at home, except when I got to meet the people and understand the history of Isle of Man. It's small, it feels home, but it's very well developed. You have all the smart people here working for you, and that has been my challenge that I brought here, is trying to build capacity and capability back home so we can be a small nation but have all the smart people working so we can sell that as a service uh, for our country. And that's, and that's how I see Isle of Man. What can you tell us about the Cook Islands? Bearing in mind most people in the Isle of Man won't have much of an idea other than an approximate idea of location. 
Right. So the Cook Highlands um, is, has a population of about 17,000 people, very small, and we're scattered amongst 15 um, islands. Um, some islands are near, the, uh, near Fiji, near Samoa, and the other islands near New Zealand. So we're quite scattered. Uh, we have oceans in between the islands, so we have to fly by air and boat. Uh, we can't drive. Very sunny, humid. Um, and and we have a lot of um, summer times. Our winter is only 16 degrees. Um, we have a depopulation issue because we have New Zealand. We use New Zealand passports, so we have um, people who leave the Cook Islands and live abroad in New Zealand. And I think that's one of the similarities. I I found out yesterday when we met a few of the politicians, also people in cabinet and in business, also. Paul Fisher describes himself as the programme's MC. I asked him about the relevance of the programme. My name's Paul Fisher and I'm the programme director of the Small Countries Financial Management Programme. Uh, I do other work as well. I'm, I'm involved at Sai Business School at the University of Oxford. I'm an associate fellow. Uh, but in terms of this job, uh, the programme director really takes all the participants through the learning journey. So I work with Mark Shimon, the executive director, in terms of designing the programme, selecting faculty, and then I, I take everyone through the programme. So I'm essentially the MC, and we have lots of different sessions. Our, our programme is very practically focused, so we very much focus on the specific policy challenges these countries are facing. So we have lots of learning sessions during the programme where we look to see how we can apply what they learn in the classroom to their very specific policy challenges. And certainly that's been one of the common themes from all the participants I've spoken to, is how well suited the programme is to their actual needs. We're very conscious that we want them to have very practical tools that they can take away and apply almost on day one when they get back to their countries. So we're we're very keen not to make it too theoretical, too academic. Uh, And I think, you know, over the last 10 years as the programme has evolved, we've tried to make it more and more closely aligned to the very specific challenge these small countries face. Having conducted the programme now, the two weeks are over, uh, you will have had plenty of opportunity to hear from and talk to the, um, the participants. What would you say are the common themes? Um, I mean, I think there's a, l- a lot of common themes. I mean, obviously they're all small, all small countries, and, uh, and certainly over the last two years, particularly during the pandemic, I think they've all felt very alone in terms of the challenges they face. So I think one of the, the key, um, key focuses of this programme and key messages is the idea that they're not alone and they're all in this together. So I think they've, they've derived a huge amount of uh, support from each other in terms of the challenges they're facing. And, and these small countries are facing a number of really significant challenges. I mean, of course, climate change is a huge challenge. Many of these small countries are absolutely on the front line of climate change. Uh, they have challenges with their public finances. Many of these countries are very um, dependent on tourism, for example. So the last two years has been uh, really devastating for their economies. Uh, so they have a lot of challenges and they're, they're constantly battling up against the, the larger international organisations, the larger countries. Uh, so, so I hope you know, what we like to like them to get out of this programme is to have a, a greater sense of belief in that, that they can make a change and they can punch above their weight on the world stage uh, and hopefully we've given them the, the tools and the confidence to do that. How do you manage to get all these people uh, to, to contribute? Oh, in terms of speakers and... Uh, um, well, I mean, I think they're all, I mean, obviously you pay them, <laughs> but, um, but they're all sort of really committed to the programme. They see, they see the benefits of it. So, so we've been l- lucky. We've, we have such a, 
diverse faculty, uh, both in Oxford and in the Isle of Man, uh, and real experts in their field. So we've really covered a huge array of topics. Uh, we've covered some more technical topics in terms of uh, how you deal with uh, corporate, how, you, how you deal with governance in particular countries, how you deal with uh, an inspection um, from the Financial Action Task Force, for example, uh, how you deal with some of the taxation challenges. So we have those technical um, lessons and, uh, and sessions, but we also really focus on, I mean, I don't like the term soft skills, but we, we really focus on the skills, their personal leadership skills that are required to meet some of the challenges they face. So we, we look at um, persuasion, influence, negotiation, how you can engage stakeholders uh, and leadership. So, so we cover a lot of those as well. So, uh, so it's really exciting. The, the, the Manx public listening in um, won't know an awful lot about the small country's financial management. Uh, it has been operating, as you say, for about 10 years now. Um, wh- why would you say it's worth the, the, the investment that the Alaman government puts in? I mean, I think it's incredibly well targeted. So, so it is making a difference to these countries. And of course, the Isle of Man is a, is a small country as well, and it's faced over its history. Many of the challenges these countries are faced as well in terms of sort of setting up viable jurisdictions and moving from finance centres to business centres. Uh, so, I mean, I can't think of any um, development programme, really, which has such significant benefits um, related to the money invested in it. So we, we did an evaluation, for example, about a year and a half ago, um, and it really does change governments and the way they work and the way they, they put in place regulation. So I think it's making a massive impact. I mean, a colleague of mine, for example, spent uh, uh, um, an hour and a half with the, the Prime Minister of St. Vincent and the Grenadines just a couple of months ago, uh, and he was saying how it made such a big difference in terms of giving his leaders, his civil servants, his finance sector, the tools and the methodologies to, to, to really reform and uh, for the benefit of the people. Because, of course, finance is the lifeblood of, of so many of these countries. And if that's run in a, in a, in a competent and, and a strategic way, uh, it can have enormous benefits. So, um, so I, think it's, I think the Isle of Man should be really proud of, of, of what they're doing with this program. And we're very, very grateful for their support. An independent evaluation report in July 2020 concluded that the programme had delivered identifiable sustained improvements in the capacity and performance of both participants and organisations. The relevance, effectiveness and efficiency of the programme were all rated as excellent. The participants I spoke to certainly spoke very highly of the programme, but can we afford to continue supporting it? Please get in touch with Phil Gorn at manxradio.com and let me know your thoughts and views on the programme. But for now, I'm Phil Gorn. Guramayu. Thanks for listening. <laughs>